posture. So I feel like I'm the lead singer and y'all are my backup singers. <laughs> We're about to do a dance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is the holiday album. One of the, so I had a friend I danced with. She got married, I think a year before I did, and they had super uptown New Orleans wedding. The only thing the groom wanted control of was the band. And he hired this like Motown band. All of the guys were in like matching red suits. (laughs) And twice throughout the wedding when they paused, they went and they changed suits. They had purple suits and they had blue suits. Hashtag goals. I am all into that. I will say that if you are listening to this rather than watching it on YouTube or on Facebook, it's going to be valuable if you press pause and maybe go onto one of those platforms to watch what we're doing today rather than just I will listening. Attempt to paint a mental mental picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'll attempt to do. All right. So today, oh, this is the if you didn't know already, it's probably the best nutrition and fitness podcast. Um, and this will probably be the best information <laughs> that you will learn about Rue today. This is a probably lot more Rue-specific podcast, but we do have some stacked components in here. We have definitely already covered all of the macronutrients, though. Definitely. definitely. Not probably. That is not a probably... <laughs> That is definitely. I, I actually, found a definite. <laughs> I actually sent that information to somebody today. Nice. All three. It was nice. It was good that we had that info. So good stuff. Um, you guys are lucky that we do this for y'all every week. <laughs> well then, <laughs> there's right. that. All right. So let's get rolling. So uh, let's start out with this. Oh, I am Bradley. <laughs> this is Emily, and this is Sarah. You know us. You love us. But here we are okay. introducing it. If you're a first time listener uh, or first time caller. What if we took phone calls during this? That'd be fun. That would be really fun, but we would have to do it live. We would. It would make me want to get an old school phone. Like it, just bring, for bring. looks. It'd be cool if like <laughs> Hello? someone like Something Shane that lit up. was answering. We'll get Abby. We'll get Abby to answer yeah, the, like the a switchboard. Be like, Sarah, uh, <laughs> Raymond is on line three. And he wants to know. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. So I'm just going to start out with this. Okay. And the reason we want to talk about load versus capacity today is it's going to the, be the basis for how we teach fitness going forward at Rue. A lot of people have been asking um, what's happening because there are lots of things happening and I've been really cryptic <laughs> with my messages and on the down low. So this is the beginning of the information starting to get out to everyone. Okay. I heard a concern today that group classes are going away. Is that true? That is not true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just dispel that right now. Group classes are not going away. It a hundred percent is not true. Yeah. Uh, group classes will be here to stay forever. Uh, I have thought long and hard about this and they will be here forever. Yeah. So group class is here to stay. Um, so, but we will have other options for people that feel like they need more in depth work or customized on, uh, programming on their specific fitness goals. Yeah. And the way that I explained it to this person that expressed concern too, is there will be more individualized attention within the group class. So we just don't want to cram 
the group programming down everybody's throat because it may not be right for you based on how you move. And we want to make sure that we're giving every single member of Rue more individualized attention and not only give them modifications that they might need, but help them improve the way that they move. Yeah. So if we took just the three of us here, all three of us here are built differently yeah. mm -hmm. from an anatomical standpoint. Um, we also have different uh, wear and tear in our body over time that causes all three of us to think about how we approach a workout differently currently. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and you're talking about Sarah, who is super high level, okay? Emily, who works out to <laughs> work out because she enjoys it. And Emily, who's not super high level. <laughs> it Damn. be a combination of the two. Okay. Uh, so, or somewhere in the middle, we'll say. We'll say somewhere in the middle. All right. Um, <laughs> Gold star, Sarah. <laughs> Gold star, Sarah. So. Thanks. I'll, I'll wear one for next week. <laughs> so, if we took 30 people and we crammed them into a class and said, here's one workout, would that be ideal for all 30 people? No. No, right? Could it potentially put them at risk for maybe a negative outcome of their fitness? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, right. So that leads us to here. So I'll just give a quick story. Um, eight years ago, we started Rue, uh, and it was because we wanted to help people. The only way we knew then was hardcore CrossFit, okay? Uh, I'm going to stop and interject this in here. CrossFit is still the base methodology for Roo Fitness. It is and will always be. Yes. Okay. Sidebar. What, what, just for the people who don't know, what is CrossFit methodology? For somebody that doesn't know what that means, what is that? Yeah. It's constantly varied functional movements at high intensity over a time domains, broad range of time domains. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... Think functional fitness. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is at its base core. It's not what you see on ESPN. No. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so let's get that through. Okay. So that will always be our base methodology. It's something that I believe hardcore in it. Okay. But also, as much as hardcore as I believe in eating 400 carbs on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. If you are wondering Bradley's high carb days. <laughs> <laughs> is that the best diet for, is flexible dieting the best diet for everyone? No. No. So what you're saying is that we are not providing, like there is no one fitness regimen that is best for all. Correct. I mean, looking back at it, I think we have finally adopted the way we approach nutrition. And when people ask us what the best fit is for them, our response is, it depends. Well, it's the exact same thing with your fitness. Yeah. So I know uh, for the longest time, okay, uh, CrossFit would teach, like, if we're doing um, a particular movement prescribed, okay, everybody scales and then scales turn to modified over time 
Um, but the reality is, is for some people, maybe they shouldn't be doing that movement at all. Yep. And there's a movement that better serves that person. Yeah, I think a lot of times people think about modifying movements because of the inability to do them, like pull-ups. I'm going to modify with ring rows because I don't have pull-ups yet. But you can definitely think about modifying for other reasons too. those anatomical dysfunctions that you talked about previously. Like maybe your body is built in a certain way or maybe you're experiencing something that you shouldn't do pull-ups the way that they are. Yeah, I love it, I love it. So uh, this all happened because I tore my shoulder. Uh, Typically, we do things based off of what happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) To the detriment or positive. Um, And there are some detriments, and there are also a lot of positives, right? Uh, So I tore my shoulder, and I could not work out like I was before. Yet, I was hammering away. I actually did the Pensacola Beach Brawl with a torn shoulder, muscle-ups, toter rings, all. Would not recommend. Would not recommend. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I had gotten to the point where I couldn't put on a robe on without pain, um, yet I was still doing stuff in here. He made Emily switch sides of the bed. Yeah. 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 So we switched sides of the bed because every time I would roll over, I was in pain. It would wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, I'll be honest. Like, I took old Oxycontin from my medicine cabinet from previous surgeries so that I could sleep at night sometimes. Yeah. Right. So you had gotten to the point where this injury was not only affecting your workouts, it was having a large impact on your quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I sought out therapy um, and it wasn't what I needed, okay? And so by happenstance, I happened to find out um, about Active Life RX, okay? Um, they are very similar to CrossFit uh, in what they do and they are actually work with CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and uh, six months later, I'm pain-free. Pain-free um, and cleared to do Murph on this weekend. He's not excited at all. I'm super excited. <laughs> and not only are you pain-free, but you're stronger too. You didn't take the injury as a sign to stop doing the things, right? right. You kept moving and strengthening the muscles around your shoulder and doing very specific things to not only keep you fit, but get you out of pain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. I am hundred percent stronger now than I was then. And when I do, I am now doing gymnastics pull-ups again, cross-set style, and they feel great. Well, and if I can interject, I think we'll kind of touch on this again later, but I don't think it was until recently that when you were actually watching yourself and filming some of these exercises that you realized the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The ways you had adapted your body kind of around your yeah, injury. Yeah, you them, like my handstand mm-hmm. push-ups, right? Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, and so that over time, or like adapting your body over injury to overcompensate one right, you part of your body. I compensated so that I could do the movement prescribed in the class, in the group class, over time caused this issue. Yep. Okay. And made it worse. Made it worse. Made it worse. So I found out through a podcast 
that we can implement this as a gym. So we are in the midst of putting our entire staff through it so that we can implement it as the gym. And this is kind of what we do. So we just talked about how over time, um, I would adapt my workouts to compensate for injury, which led to me not being able to put a shirt on without pain or rolling over. So that leads us to our load versus capacity chart, okay? Um, and this is pretty simpler. This is, for those of you listening, it is an L. <laughs> a Y-axis meeting an X-axis. There you go. <laughs> We've been out of math class for a while. <laughs> this one's the Y. This one's the X. Just yeah, okay, so capacity is X. <laughs> Recap. Load is Y, okay? So I'll put load here, all right? And we'll say right here this dotted line, which is about 75% up, is about your capacity currently line currently okay so before we wake up in the morning okay there are things that we cannot change okay or things that we deal with that affect our load or add to our load uh, on a daily basis okay first box being wear and tear okay so for me my wear and tear, that's any injury or thing, trauma that occurred to my body over time for the last 37 years. So my ACL surgery, my MCL, my, uh, my tibia, my shoulder now, age. Sarah, what are some things that happen to you? Um, ligament tears in my ankle, stress fractures in my feet, uh, bulge disc in my back. I will say it's not always just wear and tear though, too. It's just like how we're built as well. Like for me, scoliosis. Yeah. Ah, scoliosis. scoliosis is that box. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. So wear and tear before you wake up in the morning. Next. We say SDS, sleep, diet, and stress. So how can these things affect you when you wake up? I mean, it's, it all leads back to your ability to recover Yeah, is what all three of these things have in common. And you're watching your body battery, okay? Uh, if your sleep is bad, that means your energy level is gonna be low when you walk into the gym, which also means that you might not perform at the highest level possible, okay? Um, if your diet is shitty. It can lead to inflammation. Yeah. And then if your stress levels are high. That can also lead to inflammation. <laughs> stress Ooh. can lend itself to it can a also, number of stress things. Stress cause you when you come into the gym. It can also cause you not to be totally distraction. Yeah, yeah. Distraction. You can also hold stress in your body. Like I know that I hold stress in my traps in my shoulders and you know, right. I hold stress in my jaw. So you can hold stress in particular parts of your body too, that you add working out on top of that. And just like good. you compensated for a very real injury in your shoulder. There have been times where I know I have felt stress that is sat in my stomach. And mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do is when these muscles have been tense all day is to do any sort of abdominal work. And so that can lead to you being lazy yeah. in that sense. And then we have, well, we're going to say your functional dysfunction. <laughs> what else did we say that was Sarah? 
that was the the ways you've worked around things your body can and cannot do. Yeah, yeah. So um, Emily talked about your anatomical dysfunction. That that is it as well. It is how you are built, how your body is built, um, and how that might affect. Uh, so, like, if you have asymmetrical hips, like that can affect the way you squat. That's speaking specifically to like range of motion or lack of range of motion and mobility or lack thereof. Yep. Right. Someone that may not have cartilage in their shoulder, we can't fix that. We can't make it get better. Someone who's had a fusion in their back, we have to work around that. We can't adjust that. So these are all pre-existing conditions or occur before we wake up in the morning. Okay, before we wake up. So then you wake up. Your load is already here. Your capacity line is here, right? So for those of you listening, our load is already about 75% to our capacity line. So then you go to work and you deal with work, okay? That doesn't help things. Maybe you sit at a desk for eight hours. Maybe you travel. Yeah, maybe you travel. Maybe you're driving. You're a traveling salesperson. Or I know like Judy comes into the gym. She's in her car all the time driving from plant to plant. My back always feels fantastic when I'm in a car for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel great. (laughs) And then you're worrying about maybe your family or you're having to deal with that. That's on your mind, okay? That's going to increase your load, all right? And then you come into the gym, all right? Now here we are. It's 3.30 p.m. You had your work day. All this stuff is, we're about 80% full here on our capacity line. And then we do our warm up, right? And then we do like today. Today is bench press, mm-hmm. all right? We have six sets of bench press, okay? Now we're about 90% to that capacity line. Yeah, and feeling then, okay, but like maybe you felt a little cranky on that bench press. Yeah, so then we say like, hey, We're going to do a 16-minute EMOM of push press, then maybe toe to rings, then wall walks. Ooh, we're past that capacity line. And what happens when you get past the capacity line? Things start to break down, Mm -hmm. okay? What else was was the fourth thing? Pull-ups. 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 Here. Now we're way past the capacity line. Well, what happens is, Emily alluded to that, when you get past the capacity line, it becomes a problem for you. When you're below the capacity line, you are, or you're not a problem. Yeah, you're good to go. Good to go. I like that. (laughs) G-T-G. Good to go. Okay. So what might end up happening here is you do those pull-ups, you get to the second round of the EMOM, you start your push press, well, we're already past capacity. So maybe you are having a hard time locking out and getting that barbell overhead. So what do you do? You lean back and you try to press, I see plenty of people do this. Mm -hmm. You lean back to get that barbell up. Ooh, pinch in your lumbar, okay? And you're like, oh shit. So you go to the doctor, okay? And you barely get out of the gym. You're icing your, you know, your back all night, whatever you should or shouldn't do. You take four Tylenols. You go to the doctor in the morning. The doctor says, what were you doing? What happened? What happened? (laughs) Well, I was push pressing 95 pounds. How much weight? 
what's a push press? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> First off, what's a push press? What's a push press? And you were doing, you were lifting 95 pounds above your head. Why were you doing that? You shouldn't do that. That seems crazy. So the doctor tells you not to do that. What the doctor realizes is that you had all this shit leading up to that point. What the doctor doesn't realize. Right. And often what, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And what we don't realize. And what we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't know as well as coaches. Okay. So I talked about this, these three boxes here, functional dysfunction, sleep, uh, diet and stress, wear and tear is being pre-existing conditions, your work, your family. Okay. Your workouts. Okay. Those are your wants and needs. Okay. And we want to work out. We need to work. We need to, to deal with or manage our family. I was just going to say, as an aside, sometimes what I see a lot of is people not even bothering to go to the doctor until it's something much bigger. And instead, someone may avoid push press for a while and their back doesn't get better. Then another movement irritates it. And so they stop doing that movement. Then by the time they go to the doctor, they have a laundry list of things that they have been avoiding. And the doctor just says, stop working out the way you are. Stop doing those things. Stop Mm -hmm. doing those things. Which and that's is, when people quit. Yeah, they get so quit, discouraged. Gain weight. And then your, your, does your situation get better? No, you end up lowering your capacity. Yeah. Okay, so can I just put a little color on this and tell a personal story? Yeah, please. So a uh, little over a year ago, think back, we were in the midst of a pandemic and our gym was closed. Luckily for Bradley and I, we could still work out in the gym just by ourselves. And Bradley and I came to the gym one day and we were doing a workout, stuff that I'm very well equipped to do and do all the time. And I did some Romanian Romanian deadlifts with, with a barbell at a lightweight felt something in my back. I told Bradley like that didn't feel right. And so I listened to my body. We modified the movement. I switched from a barbell to a kettlebell, did the movement again and pop. Something happened in my back and I was literally on the ground for an hour and I couldn't get up. Like it was real, really scary. Back pain is crazy scary, right? And when I first heard about this load versus capacity chart, I was like light bulbs in a major way, right? Because, okay, thinking about that first box wear and tear, I don't know if you guys know, but I have pretty severe scoliosis that I manage well for the most part, right? I can deadlift 300 pounds. I manage it well. It doesn't always cause me pain, right? My sleep, diet, and stress box, however, uh, was extremely big because I wasn't sleeping. I was stressed out about work and having to shut down my business and lack of clarity about what our future had. My diet, even though I'm a nutrition coach, frankly sucked. (laughs) I was doing a lot of comfort eating. We were drinking Drinking alcohol alcohol pretty much every day, right? And I wasn't sleeping at all. And then you add to that the functional dysfunction, you know, my lack of range of mobility, my or my mobility uh, wasn't good. I wasn't taking care of that on a day-to-day basis because I had so much else on my plate. So the point is, the reason I threw out my back 
had very little to do it with the Romanian the deadlift. It wasn't the motion that you've done a hundred times before. And had no issue. It was because this box was huge at that moment in time. Yeah. And when I added the Romanian deadlift to that, that's when the problem occurred. So what- Honest, you were probably at a point where walking a mile would have put you above your capacity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what can we do at Rue? Well, we cannot change your wear and tear, okay? That exists already, okay? Can we help you manage your stress, sleep, and diet? Yes. <laughs> we sure can. Absolutely. Those just happen to be three of the 10 habits that we work on as part of Stacked Coaching. And I mean, is it, it takes an incredible amount of work, but you could argue that you could completely eliminate that box for someone. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it really small. Really small. And really, we've really seen small. it. And the point of that is like, even if you don't have much at all in terms of wear and tear, if your mobility is like you move like butter, you know, even with those two boxes checked off, if your sleep, diet and stress is not dialed in, that box alone can cause problems. Now, that brings us to your functional dysfunction box, okay? For which all of us now are equipped to assess each individual person um, and their movement patterns to see if they have any anatomical dysfunction that can make this box larger, okay? Now, how- Smaller. No, if they have any anatomical dysfunction that could cause it, make oh, it larger, yeah, yeah. okay? Now, what can we do, all right? Well, through this assessment, mm -hmm. we can say, hey, based off of this test here, we need you to deadlift off of plates, mm -hmm. okay? Or you seem to have asymmetrical hips based off of this. Why don't you keep your right foot as it is, turn your left foot a little bit out? Or are you experiencing this pain here, okay? Let's check this, this, and this. Oh, you should squat to a box. Yeah. Okay. And you've already done it with several of our members. Like I've been what, using it in class. What yeah. you told me about Jenny Zimmer is like amazing. I know her hips bother her all the time. And you did that one quick little assessment and gave her a, a different. It changed, it changed the way she squats. Yeah. And, and she was like, how did you do that? She thought it was magic. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was magic. So we as a gym now have the ability to cut that box pretty far down, yeah. if not in half. Okay. So for and those, go ahead. For those not immediately where it's a quick adjustment to a stance or um, adding a piece of equipment or taking you from a push press to a landmine, um, it's the ability to over time um, help program you in yeah. a way that that's, makes the box smaller. That's where our other offerings will come into play. Yeah. Okay, so we are not eliminating group class, but we are adding other things to where over time, we can take this functional dysfunction and eliminate it from your capacity chart, okay? So for those of you listening at home, we've taken about 75% that was already in there and reduced it to about 50, okay? Uh, we cannot control your work, sorry. We cannot control your family. Get a new one. I'm joking. <laughs> it's a joke. Jeez, it's a joke. <laughs> All right, but based off of the knowledge that we all received, we can now program your workouts to also help reduce this, okay? Now, will that still inch you towards your capacity? Yeah. Absolutely, but that same workout we just did, we just finished well below the capacity line. Yeah, 
And you'll remember that below the capacity line, you are... Good to go. <laughs> GTG. <laughs> <laughs> so, over time, what is the other thing we can do as a gym? Increase your capacity. Boom. So now, over time, we can raise this line to give you more room to where you are not hitting that and feel no pain or discomfort throughout working out, which enables you to work out every single day, do the things you enjoy, go home, play with your family, play with your kids, sleep, roll over in bed without waking up, put a shirt on, all those things without pain. Yeah, that's what good coaching provides, raising your capacity. So that is the future of Rue. Boom. We'll be good to go. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> any, y'all want to any, add anything to that? No. Good job. Oh, nice job, team. Yeah. Uh, well, and also it, it does, with all of this being said, <laughs> um, yes, we can provide these tools for you. But you then taking them and being more intentional um, and being really dialed in uh, with your work when you are in the gym is what will allow these things to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, and being open to coaching. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> and I can explain some of that. Um, so this question happened to come up yesterday. Yesterday we had a workout. It was 21-15-9, goblet split squats on each leg, box jumps, and... Uh, sled, sled sprint sleds okay and I had RPE 8 so perceived exertion 8 which I say is one step below vomit <laughs> inducing workout okay a 9 is vomit inducing. yeah I said 10 is <laughs> lightheaded feel like you need to chug a fit aid ASAP and nine is vomit? Yeah, well, I mean, I've never vomited, but I've had that. Oh. Maybe this is opposite. I would flip-flop Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll flip-flop. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> nine, I need a fit aid. Nine is for an injection of a fit aid in the middle of the workout. Okay. Okay. Um, so someone asked, like, man, I really wish workouts were, you know, how come it's not measured? Because I put n- no measure there. And there are a lot of times where I'll write no measure to help dial back the intensity. But I wanted this workout to be super intense despite the fact that there was no measure. No one asked. Uh, <laughs> then Kevin asked. <laughs> he was disappointed. We can always count no, on Kevin. He was cool with it. And, <laughs> and I said, well, honestly, I said, the reason I wrote no measure is because we only have four sleds. <laughs> and if we, we got to start you know, people yeah. in blocks. And if someone has to wait for a sled and they're going to be pissed that they're not putting their time <laughs> on the whiteboard, I'm going to hear about it. <laughs> So we'll just take that away and just say, go as hard as you can. Yeah. So that's why. It's not always about dialing back intensity. Sometimes it's an equipment issue. And I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want everyone to be all up in their feels. Yeah. <laughs> so we still want to go hard. We still want to have intensity. Okay. Um, we are still doing CrossFit style workouts. Okay. It's just with more intention more purpose, more that fits into this chart. And that's how I think about the week overall, okay? So, um, for example, we did, we got super heavy back squats and deadlifts this week. Yes. So there is no superset. The concentration is on those movements. Also, Sarah, you lift heavy enough, so I can, you can answer me this for this. What? How dead are you after your set of squats? Um more dead as the day goes on right (laughs) 
What would happen if you did a super intense workout after with like not taking into the fact that you just did squats right after that? Oh, I mean, I'd be crawling around today. Yeah. How should the next day be? For me, the next day is even worse. Right. But like, how should it be programmed? Oh, I mean, a lot, a lot lighter, like a lot lot more controlled. Yeah. So we had bench press today. That was at a relatively higher weight, but it is upper. It's also upper body, body. upper body, not lower body. Okay. But now from a capacity standpoint and a load versus capacity, we chose an EMOM for today's workout that was more skilled, more control, less on the intensity level so that we don't reach that capacity line. You're not testing my aerobic threshold at all today. Boom. Beautiful. Now, tomorrow... While my (laughs) CNS is fried. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Central nervous system and every minute on the minute if you miss that. Tomorrow, I think, is an endurance (laughs) workout that will test your CNS, but you've now had the proper rest. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got Murph coming up this weekend. Um, Sarah and I have been discussing where do we put the strength? How do we want to do it? And how do we want to be mindful of that? Um, And those are the things we're thinking of when writing your workouts. It's not just let me come into the gym and beat my head against the rig. um, And (laughs) I'm going to magically get abs. Mm. What makes abs? Being in a caloric deficit and strength training. (laughs) Strength training. Strength training. And have you seen more benefit out of people being nutritionally aware or people, you know, running a mile, working out real hard, running a mile? Nutrition. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. There you have it, folks. Hope you enjoy this. If you have any questions. We can't take them now because Abby's not here manning the phone. Yeah. But maybe next time. Maybe next time. (laughs) That was quick, Sarah. That was really good. (laughs) All right, y'all. Hope y'all have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Bye.